It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Featuring the Fillmore's finest, Monte Hill. <laughs> Wiggins comes across, working on Fournier, up top to Curry, quick release, and splash! There it is! The best shooter the game has ever seen has cemented his legacy. No one has made more threes than Stephen Curry. And when you consider he has many more years in his career, he might be setting a record that may never be broken. Oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. A couple years ago, Stephen Curry at Madison Square Garden in front of Spike Lee, in front of Ray Allen, in front of Reggie Miller. He surpasses Ray Allen as Ray Allen had 2,973 threes. Stephen Curry surpasses it at the Mecca of basketball. And he hasn't looked back since, and he's had some memorable moments at the Garden. Hopefully he has another one memorable moment tonight against the New York Knicks. But, boy, that was... Time flies, man. Seth Curry broke the record in the first quarter, all-time three-point leader. And I don't know if anybody's going to catch him. I don't know if anybody's going to come close to him. As right now, in his career, Steph Curry now has 3,656 threes on the season. He's got records for single-season records, uh, single-season threes with 402. Obviously, the hats that they're all wearing. So, that was a Great night at Madison Square Garden, as we say good morning to everybody out there getting off the graveyard ship. Got FP Angelo back in the saddle. In for Joe Shasky, the butcher. We got Sam Lubbock back there, men at the board, picking up the phone lines. Um, also playing all the sound and the music here. 888-957-9570 is the number. We got a lot to get into today. But boy, Madison Square Garden. I know you play baseball at all, the cathedrals, Wrigley Field, Fenway. Yankee Stadium, FP, man, the Mecca, Madison Square Garden, breaking a record there. New York City, that's too tough to tell. Dude, I just had my first experience probably like three years ago at the Garden for a Rangers hockey game. Dude, wow. it's just, dude, it's sick. There's it's, something about it. it. It's right in the heart of the heart. It's right downtown. They say like watching a heavyweight boxing match right. there is the the best event you could possibly watch. But I mean, for for players, no matter how long you do it, when you go to New York, it's just different. When you're in Manhattan, you have an off day and just walking around. You saw Clay on his Instagram, a selfie, and saying, I love this place. And he had the Statue of Liberty emoji and the Big Apple emoji. Like, there's just something different about playing New York. There's a a buzz in the garden when you walk in. What is it about that? Is it Penn Station? Is it the structure? Is it just the photos when you walk in there? I mean, what is it about the garden? It's just the history of the place. You think all the big events... Uh, that have happened there, right. and then it, it, I don't know about I don't want to get into like rating fan bases, but there's something about the New York fan mm. that just there there's there's reactive fans and there's proactive fans in my opinion, and the best fans are proactive, meaning they cheer for things to happen, and they realize the power and the energy they have to make things happen. So like in a in a O2 count, everybody stands up and they're waiting for right. strike three. Or, you know, when you're bringing the ball up and it's a big possession and everybody stands up and they start to cheer for things to happen. They, like, will things to happen. I mean, uh, reactive fans are cool, too. Right. They cheer for a three-pointer. They cheer for a touchdown. They cheer for a home run. That's cool, too. But, like, losing your mind. One of the coolest things I've seen in a long time is when, when Trey Turner walked up to, for the Phillies this year 
and he was struggling. Right. And his mom was even telling him he sucked. And he was getting booed. And he signed the big contract. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the the Phillies fans stood up and cheered. And he said that turned his season around. And I don't I don't think fans realize how powerful that they are right. when we're dragging or we're having a rough time, and then you have our backs, or you cheer for something to happen. Like we're like, oh my god, that's amazing. So there's just something different about playing in the Big Apple, man. It was intimidating to me at first. <laughs> it was like I was. Then someone screaming right. like, "You're playing left field, and this is where Mickey Mantle used to stand. You're not worthy." I'm like, "Damn, you're right. I'm not." <laughs> like, like, dude, there's just something different. There's just something different uh, about playing in New York. So even Steph, even Clay, even Dre, like Steve Kerr's been there a million times with the Bulls. And then as a coach, like it's just going to be different for him tonight. There's going to be a right. different energy level, yep. a different adrenaline. I'm jacked up. It's, about it's it. just like a, it's like it's like ten shots of espresso. Right. Steph's going to have a big night tonight, dude. December 14th, 2021 is when Steph broke the record. He has a look back, of course. When you look at the all-time three-point make leaders, Ray Allen, of course, is second, 2,973. James Harden quietly, 2,898 threes. Clay Thompson seventh all-time. <clears throat> Pardon me, he's seventh. With 2,391, ha, this is funny. Kyle Corver, 2,450. He's in sixth place. So, Clay Thompson, with about 59 threes, can tie Kyle Corver and get to the top six when it comes to, when it, when it comes to uh, all-time three-point makes in NBA history. But you're right, man. The garden is just different. Penn Station, you're going up the escalator. It's grimy. You know what I'm saying? You can smell everything. It's, just, <laughs> it's just something different about that building, man. So 888-957-9570. I mean, what arena gets you going? What diamond gets you going? What football field gets you going? What is it? Like, Philadelphia was cool. It was cool going to Philadelphia. Like, when you think about football stadiums, next year, the Niners travel to Buffalo. I want to go there. I want to go to Orchard Park or New Era Field is what it's called Lambeau, now. dude's on my bucket list. Lambeau. They're going to Lambeau next year. Let's go. They're going to Lambeau. Depending on the schedule, I'm down. Let's go. You know, they're going to Buffalo. They're going to South Beach, Miami to play the Dolphins. Now, we, we may need to stay away from yeah, that. Yeah, you can't go there. You can't go there. Yeah. I can't go there. We might not make it back home. Maybe that could be my bachelor party. Bachelor party. <laughs> yeah, Southeast you Miami. might just stay there then. <laughs> get a one-way ticket. Get, get a one-way ticket. Just stay there. And by the way, shout out to YouTube and Twitch. Brought to you by First NorCal. Credit Union. No your savings dividend. Open a First NorCal first-class money market today. Also, the Comcast business tech site. Anthony Slater will come back today. He was on a train yesterday. So he'll join us today. 8 o'clock today, probably better. We had Bruce Frazier on yesterday, Brad Graham. So Slates will join us at 8 o'clock to talk about this road trip. Also, give us some insight about Clay Thompson, what's going on there. Some interesting articles about that. Got a lot going on with John Lynch and the 49ers. Michael Silver writing in the Chronicle that there could be some big moves happening with the 49ers. The Giants, they're the last team, or they're the only team in spring training that's yet to win a game. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. They haven't won a game yet. They're saving them all for the season. We're saving wins? Saving wins. They're deferring. They're, they're stacking def- losses to save wins for the regular season. They're deferring their <laughs> their wins to the regular season. Shohei got married. Did you see that? No, I didn't. See yeah, that. It's, 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 it's in the air, Bonte. It's in the hit. Love is where, in the air. Where did he have his bachelor party at? <laughs> <laughs> he got a lot of money for a bachelor party. Oh man, that's some island it's somewhere that he, of, he bought an island. <laughs> did he really he bought an island? No, I'm just saying. I, I mean, you got that kind of money. You have your bachelor. You, you fly everybody to an island, man. And what happens on the island stays on the island. I agree with that. Yeah. We think that's what happens. Please don't have yours in Vegas, dude. That's so played. Don't well, have your bachelor party in Vegas. No, I'm that's not. A, just like you, it's basic. Don't do I'm that. I'm not a Vegas guy. I'm not either. 
I've, I've never been a Vegas fan. Maybe for a second. like two I, It has to be sporting events going on. Yeah. I've been there for Pac-12 tournaments. I've been there for uh, Summer League. Obviously the Super Bowl, but I'm not a I'm not just hey, let's go to Vegas and hang out. I Mayweather Hatton was the coolest thing I've seen. Oh, you went to that fight? Oh, dude. Everybody came There's over. There's only one Ricky, Ricky Hatton. Hatton. Dude, every every casino they were singing it. Like they were they had parades for everybody from England and Great Britain were having parades, they were singing that. I went to the way it, the way in was one of the cool I'm getting goosebumps. Right. They, wow, they you're all, at that fight. They all sang "God Save the Queen" at yeah, the weigh-in, dude. Right. He's just he's on he's on the scale. Right. I'm just like, this is sick. I thought he was gonna have a chance in that fight too. Oh man, and then Mayweather just outclassed him. He's just he's just a technician. Yeah, he's just. A, I met, dude. So everyone told hook. me like championship fights are the greatest thing. Right, it's the best sporting event I've been to. Yeah, no, it's There's nothing like it, dude. I so I went to a prize fight, Barclays Center. Keith Thurman, who's gonna fight Tim Tazu. Uh, uh, Later on this year, who's fighting Sean Porter at Barclays Center, New York? Now it wasn't Madison Square Garden, but boy, it wasn't Ali Frazier. It wasn't Ali Frazier. Seventy-one. No, it wasn't Ali Frazier. But this fight was—it was juicy. It was legit. It was—it was nice. And the New York crowd was just on top of you. They were into it. It turned out to be a great fight. Uh, they didn't like the decision, so they booed the hell out of the decision. New York's just different, man. New York's different. There's no doubt about that. Prize fights, though. I, yeah, I'm not doing a bachelor party in Vegas. So right, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. Don't. We're not Vegas, guys. Don't. Just, just uh, not into that. What I am into is hearing what Steve tried to say yesterday with Willard and Mark Grady. Mark Grady was filling in for Dan Dibley. And, you know, I guess the top of the – right now is the Warriors – 25 games left. They're playing the New York Knicks tonight. They're playing Toronto tomorrow with Scotty Barnes and company. Then they play Sunday against the Boston Celtics against Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. We know about those guys. Drew Holiday, ABC 7 game, 1230. Everybody's going to be watching. And unfortunately, it doesn't look like Andrew Wiggins will be around. He's out due to personal reasons, and we're going to respect his privacy. We don't know what's going on. Obviously, it's something serious for him to step away from the team, and we respect that. Like Just like we did last season, we missed too much. We respect the fact that he's going to be away for personal reasons. We have no idea what's going on. Um, Steve Kerr touched on that yesterday with Willard, did, with Willard and Mark Grady. Here's what Steve Kerr had to say about Andrew Wiggins. I think so. I, th- I think this team is uh, is very deep, but also very mature, and, and we've got a lot of guys who have handled themselves beautifully uh, this year in terms of, you know, when it hasn't been their turn, they've continued to work, they've continued to support each other, uh, and when it has been their turn, they've they've stepped up and, and played really well, and, and that's what it takes. I just I just feel really good about this group. Obviously, Chris coming back um, gives us so much more direction and organization. You know, when especially when Steph's off the floor, and hopefully we'll get Wiggs back soon because um, I I do feel like we've found two groups. You know, a starting group that that has clicked here the last month and. And now, you know, with Chris and Clay coming off the bench, that's that's pretty powerful. And and so I I, I feel really good about our ability to play a, a full forty eight minute game. Sounds more so about the team and Steve Kerr feeling good about the team and the return of Chris Paul. Here's the follow up question about Andrew Wiggins from Mark Willard. I I just think that you know we we 
we're in a position where um, you know Wiggs has uh, is a private person, um, and so he's uh, asked to to keep it private, and we're going to honor that. So you know, it doesn't help for me to sit here and try to explain any of that. The bottom line is, um, you know, we respect Wiggs. We need him, um, and we fully expect him back, but we just don't know when what that will be. So Steve Kerr expects him back. Just don't know when it'll be. Maybe it's on his road trip. Maybe not. Maybe he comes back next Wednesday against Milwaukee. Maybe not. We have no idea. But he's going to be out for some time here. And it's unfortunate because he was playing some really good basketball, the best basketball of the season for him. You know, individually playing defense at a high level, being aggressive, going to the rim. Um, You know, it's unfortunate that he's going to be out here. Whatever he's got to deal with, man, he's got to deal with it. We pray for him, and hopefully everything is okay for him. But it's going to be next man up. And Moses Moody will get that opportunity here uh, in place of Andrew Wiggins. So there's no doubt about that. But Steve Kerr shed some light. So Andrew Wiggins, unfortunately, he's going to be out due to personal reasons. Again, we're not going to dive into that. We don't know. I'm not going to speculate. FP's not going to speculate. Just like we didn't do it last season when he walked away uh uh, two months for two months of the season, it came back for the playoffs. So hopefully he's in good spirits. But sounds like he's going to be out for a while. FP. Yeah, family first, man. Yep. Take care of business, whatever that is, and that's none of our business, and nor should it be. So uh, hopefully he's okay, man. I I told you the other day on air when it said personal reasons that jumped out at me because yep. you just don't know how long that's going to be. And obviously he's got to take care of what he's got to take care of, and you know. If you if you miss games for any reason at the highest level, there is something like serious. Right. Like the, the, I said this I said this the other day like the, the, the locker room, the clubhouse, my teammates are my sanctuary. Whatever I got going on personally, when I get in my car and I drive to the ballpark or I drive to the arena, all that stuff's like compartmentalized and you walk in and you see your brothers and everything's okay. In, in, and you have that whatever it is, three hours for the game, four hours before, or maybe an hour after. So the seven or eight hours a day you're with your guys, you could just like check in, and the real world goes away for a minute. So if, if you're gonna miss that, there's something going on that I hope he's okay. I hope his family's okay. I thought the same thing last year. The scary part is from just a basketball standpoint is he was playing really well. You got a, a sprint to the finish line. Right. You're trying to get out of that playing game. You're trying right. to get to a sixth seed. All of a sudden, he's playing great, and then oh, okay, like and you get Chris Paul back, and you get Chris Paul back, and it's like here we go. Oh no, okay, but you have to honor the fact and respect the fact that if he stepped away, it's a big deal. The reason that tweet from Anthony Slater popped out at me the other day. When you hear personal reasons, if it's an injury, you know he'll be back in two weeks. He'll be right. back in three games. Right. Personal reasons can be however long, and you right. saw that last year with two months. He just heard it from Kerr. Yeah, <laughs> that part. That part's the scary part from a basketball standpoint, mm-hmm. from a Warriors getting to where they need to get to standpoint, and you don't know how long this is going to be, and that's why I was the other day I was like, oh, man, I don't know how long this is going to be. And for anybody on Twitter, anybody to call the show and speculate to say if it's right or it's wrong, yeah. that's none of our business, I, I, man. I, our audience, our audience will respect the fact we, you know, last year, <clears throat> big deal was made on Twitter about a show tweet that we had. We didn't even really have the conversation about Andrew Wiggins. We we're discussing something else, and we didn't touch the situation for about a month because fans are asking, media members, you know, are curious. Fans who spend money on tickets are curious. What's going on with Wiggs? I'm just like, look, man, he's away from the team. It's something serious. 
and let's respect that. But, you know, to the point just from a basketball sense, his last 16 games, he was playing the best ball of his of the season. 15 points a game, FP. Confident. Defensively, he was being aggressive. He was attacking offensively. You mentioned it, confident. He was shooting 54% from the floor. And another 46.5% from the three-point line. From the three-point line. So, I mean, he was rebounding five rebounds a game. He was coming around, and now you see Chris Paul, and you're like, oh, man, now you got Wiggs, Kamiga, you get Chris Paul, you got Clay coming off the bench, lighting it up. So, who knows how long he'll be out. Who knows? But we'll respect his privacy. Hopefully everything is okay with Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, but Bonte, it goes back to sometimes it's your time as a team, and sometimes it's not your time as a team. I don't want to get all university and and energy stuff, like Tony, who's probably going to call me in the 9 o'clock hour. But like when you have all the things that have gone on with the Warriors this year, and you can chronicle them all, we, we all know what's happened to this point. Like you're fighting the energy right now, right? All of a sudden, it looks like here comes Chris Paul. We've won what eleven of fourteen. Right. Things are going the right direction. You know whether it was the beginning of the year with Draymond and getting suspended, and then getting suspended indefinitely. Mm-hmm. There's been so many things that it's like it's it's two magnets this year, right. and, and because of the resume, because of all they've accomplished as a team, they're fighting this. Right. And they're still fighting, man. They're still fighting. You got to respect that. But and things it, were breaking their way last night too. FP. I mean, Sacramento lost to Denver. New Orleans lost last night to Indiana. And then the Lakers were losing by 21 to the Clippers. I know, and then LeBron happened. And then LeBron went happened. Did you watch that? No, I just saw some highlights this morning. I mean, LeBron went nuclear. I mean, he went nuclear. That would have been a big loss for the L.A. Lakers. Would have had the Warriors in that nine spot. And they're close. They're, you know, the Warriors, can, they can get into that 7-8 range and be great. But LeBron just goes nuclear, hits five threes in the fourth quarter, 19 points. He outscores the Clippers by himself. And they still won against the Clippers. It was unbelievable. I was, I was actually like, you know, as much as sometimes LeBron rubs me the wrong way off the floor with everything, he's he's still a phenomenal player. I used to be a huge LeBron fan, but that was special last night. That was like, wow. Wow, I had to stay up for this. And he had that look in his eye. So when I'm driving to work to the AFP, I got a little pep in my step because I'm saying, whoa, look at the Lakers and LeBron James come back like that. You see the Nuggets just turn it up on the Sacramento Kings. You know, you got baseball now full swing. We were discussing this yesterday. Combines flying around. I'm hearing reports about the Niners making big moves. All of a sudden, I'm saying, oh, March is near. We're a couple, we're a day away from March. It's turn up time. That's why this road trip here, it's unfortunate what's happening with Andrew Wiggins because it does feel like the Warriors are starting to find their groove winning six straight road games here. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Let's go to the Lions here, FP. SF Bay Drummer. Happy birthday to my man in H Town. It's his birthday, man. Happy 21st birthday, SF Bay Drummer. <laughs> um, well, I'm only nine years old, but I walked the earth for 36 years. But what's up, Monte? What's up, FP? What's going on? Uh, you know, the stadium, nothing much, man. The stadium that got me going and like it's just forever in my heart is Candlestick Park. I used to enjoy going to the Giants games with Mr. D. Um, I never caught a foul ball. Still ain't caught a foul ball to this day. No player ever gave me a, a baseball leader, but it's all good. The vibes and, and just seeing Barry Bonds make history all the time was just like a dope thing to see. And then like the, the best memory as an adult was going to that last game at Candlestick, oh, watching yeah. Navarro Bowman make the pick oh, at the yeah. stick. Like that's the, the I was there with me and Mr. D. I was there moment, man. That, that was just electric. That like 
like I've never been to a playoff game at Candlestick, but that was like the best feeling in the world to be there amongst like everybody. Like it was just so lit. But yeah, Candlestick, that Candlestick party, R.I.P. R. at Candlestick. Candlestick, candlestick, candlestick. Dude, I miss candlestick so much when you're driving back from the airport or driving to the airport now in 101. It's just like you look over there and it's uh, just like vacant. Every morning. And grew up going to Giants games as every a fan. Morning. Every morning. Grew up going to Niners games as a fan. There every was morning. one way in, one way out. It was it was a cluster, you know what, but it was just, it was a dump, but it was our dump. It was our dump. Dude, I miss candlestick. I miss candlestick so much. And, I, and, and we froze as kids. We quad day candlestick. We rooted for extra inning games. We sat in the bleachers. Yep. Uh, I a little fun fact. I went around the clubhouse last game, last baseball game at Candlestick, and I went around the clubhouse and I said, "Look, I grew up sitting in those bleachers." I said, "Whoever gets the last out, I want the baseball." And I, I had everybody on red alert for me. I was wow. walking around the clubhouse. Love that. So it was a Dodger game, and we lost. So we hit in the bottom of the ninth. Eric Karras had the last out. I have the last out recorded by a giant. Wow. It was, a, it was a line drive to Richard Ridley. I was playing left field, and he turned around and fired me the baseball as I was running in off the field. I put it in my back pocket. I have it in a cubicle right oh, now. Oh, that's pretty so cool. So the last out ever recorded by a giant at Candlestick. That's pretty it. cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Shout out to Richard Ridley, man. Very good friend of the program. I love Richie. That's really cool. Candlestick Park. So the Warriors are in New York City to take on the Knicks at Madison Square Garden, and it's a special place. What is a special place to you, Roasters, or anybody out there in the audience? Don't have, you don't have to be a Roaster. 888-957-9570. Special arena you ever been to? What makes you, like Madison Square Garden, gets you going with the organs and everything. You heard it from SF Bay Drummer, the stadium, Kettlestick Park. Still is his stadium. That's his dump. He loves it. That's his palace. What's your palace? What's the place you got to go to that just gives you the feels? Is it Lambeau Field? Is it MetLife Stadium? Probably not. Is it Yankee Stadium? Is it Fenway Park? Got a, I'm not going to lie to you, FP. Got to see a Yankee Red Sox game at Fenway Park during Derek Jeter's last season as wow, a Yankee. That's cool. In late July. And he hits one of those classic doubles down the right field line. Mark Teixeira hit a bomb. It was Cespedes' first game as a Red Sox after being traded from the Oakland A's. I was like, well, I couldn't fit the seats because the seats were so small and the aisles were so thin, but narrow. But Fenway Park, I got all the feels from that. Wrigley Field, special, special. What is a special What is a special place for you, Roasters, as the Warriors are going to Madison Square Garden today to take on the Knicks to try to win their seventh straight road game? We got a lot of Niner stuff. We got everything going on here on a Thursday. It is a Warriors game day presented by Xfinity. At home or on the go, you'll get the fastest internet to all your devices and what's coming up in the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Your phone calls, 888-957-9570. Manny and Sack will get you on the other side as we continue to roll along here on The Roast. This is Moses Moody, and you're listening to The Morning Roast on 95.7 The Game. Moses Moody, solid. Five starts, shooting over 57% from the floor, over 40 from three, 470 the other night in D.C., the nation's capital, 12 points, great hustle. Moses Moody will probably get to start again tonight at Madison Square Garden here. We were talking about stadiums, and, um, you know, I'm looking at the text line right now, Comcast Business text line, 510. I've been to the Rose Bowl three times and got goosebumps at each time. Special venue and special game. You ever been to the Rose Bowl? I, I have. Not a bad seat in the place. Which game did you go to? Which Rose Bowl? Miami, Nebraska. 
Ooh. Which and, year? And they blew oh, out. Well, yeah, that was a blowout. That was a blowout. Uh, Dude, the, the national championship game every single year should be at, should the, Rose be at the Rose Bowl. Play wherever else you want, and it's like a, the road to Pasadena. You know. And come on, dude. That's been, easy. I've been to two Rose Bowls now. Oregon, Florida State, Marcus Mariota, Javis Woods, did Dalvin Cook. It was it was a fascinating game. I like that but, game. But there was nothing like Michigan, Alabama this past year. Dude. Me and my guy, Big Dog City. I just following you on Instagram. Yeah. I was like, FOMO, dude, bro. Dude, FOMO. We flew down that morning. Took the first flight out of SFO, rented a car, drove around, went to a mall, got some breakfast, scouted a ticket, walked in there. And when Michigan came because, you know, they, they wear a lot of the blue all blue now, and they barely wear the yellow pants or the maize, you know, the maize and blue. Yeah. That combination, and they came out in the maize and blue, and Alabama's in all white, and they're saving on one sideline. There's Jim Harbaugh on the other sideline, <laughs> and you got that grass, and you got the setting, and the you got bands. the MFMs, you the got bands. the bands, hail to the victors, <laughs> and then... When that dust setting hits, FP, yeah, and the shadows go away, yeah, and the bands are playing, and they're getting there in the oh, third talk quarter. Talk to me, Bonte. I, I swear to God, I I thought the Fiesta Ball that I went to was one of the best games I've been to. There's nothing like the Rose Bowl. There's nothing like it. I walked out of that game, and I lost a bunch of money on Alabama. I didn't care. I was like, that was the Rose Bowl, dude. You take that photo in front of the Rose Bowl side, it's old school. And you're right. There's not a bad seat in the freaking house. The old benches, you got scoreboards down, but you the got the press box. Benches with numbers on them, and, and, and you're sitting like elbow to elbow. elbow, to elbow. You can't even like move. We weren't even it sitting. We weren't sitting. Just, yeah, it doesn't even matter. doesn't oh, matter. Man. The pageantry of it. And then, you know, at the Rose Bowl, I swear they had a video, and it was Keith Jackson, rest in peace. Oh. Welcome to the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. And not the terrible creep Keith uh, Jackson impersonation, but I was just like, wow. All right, I got to, like he said, like this guy in the 5 0 says, the Rose Bowl, I get goosebumps and kickoff. And the bomber jets come over Pasadena, and you got the mountains in the background. Yeah, that's, there's, you're right. The National Championship should always be at the Rose always. Bowl. However, one thing about it is the National Championship game will be played at night. So you don't get that sun, that dust setting type, you know, day game to night game feel. That's what makes it special. It kicks off at 2 o'clock, midday. I mean, come on, F.P., it doesn't get better than that. Dude, well, I grew up, you know, Michigan fan watching them go lose in the Rose Bowl every year. They historically would come out got, from, from Michigan to lose. <laughs> uh, you got uh, Oracle 714. I love Oracle Park and the smell of weed. Okay, that's cool. Uh, 510, Memorial Stadium, Berkeley, most beautiful classic stadium in the country. I do like Memorial. I don't agree with that. It's the most beautiful classic stadium in the country. I got to go Rose Bowl. I got to go Rose Bowl. Memorial Stadium, though, being just a great venue. Yeah, I'm not going to put nice on, I'm not gonna put on Rose Bowl level, obviously right. not. But no, that those games at the base of Strawberry Canyon, man, it, it's a lot of fun. You look out over the bay, see the fog over the right. bridge and stuff like that. No, I love going to Cal games at Memorial. It, it, it's a great place there. How about this? Aaron in Richmond, 510, Three Rivers Stadium for me. Three Rivers in Pittsburgh. I shed a tear when it collapsed. But ask me in five years, and I'll probably say Chase Center. Go Dubs. See, that's along the line with Candlestick Park. If that's where you grew up watching right. games, three. I, that place was bad. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> that turf you played on that oh, turf. Oh, huh? terrible. Pirates, the old Pittsburgh Pirates. is the most improved city in in the league in the circuit. Like PNC is one of the, like right up there with oh, Oracle. PNC is beautiful. It's beautiful. Dude. It's like a movie set where you see the skyline of downtown Pittsburgh and the Roberto Clemente Bridge. Right. Dude, it's sick now. Back yeah. in the day, I don't know. 
I don't know if too many people shed a tear, but if you grew up watching the Steelers right. and going to Steelers games with Terry Bradshaw and Lynn Swan and Mean Joe Green, and, and, and that was your team, like I get it. it. It's just it's about like what you experience in these places mm-hmm. more than the place itself. I feel like let's go to the uh, let's go to the calls, man. Get a couple calls here about stadiums. It's the Warriors here at Madison Square Garden. They call it the Mecca. Why do they call it the Mecca? Is it the best arena to go to? Is it the best arena you've ever been to? Best stadiums. Is it Fenway? Is it Wrigley? Is it Oracle Park? You know, football stadiums. Is it Arrowhead? I'm seeing a couple Arrowhead stadiums out here. Uh, is it Candlestick? Many in Sacramento. Many, what's happening? You're on a roast. What's up, y'all? So I got two spots, right? The second one has a quick story. The first one, grew up in Chicago for 40 years. Chicago Stadium, Jordan playing was bananas. Wow. Like to be in that place with this crowd, like, the, you know, those those – Brick walls and and mm-hmm. all the roaring, bouncing off that nothing like it. And, and you know what? Real quick, Manny, and then the players would come yeah. from underground, right? Their locker rooms were like downstairs, so they would come up the stairs to the arena, like the Minnesota Golden Gophers basketball arena, right? Yep, yep. It was crazy, man. And it was just especially during the last three championships with Rodman and it being basically a circus. It was just, it was nuts, man. But the second one, while I was still living in Chicago and cross-country dating, one of my trips out this way, um, my girl had hit me up the day before I was leaving. I was like, hey, so I got the opportunity to work the last game at Candlestick on Monday, was wondering if you'd be interested in doing it. And I was like, dude, I'm a Bears fan, but that's majestic. Like, absolutely. Get there. Get there. I got there, like, Friday night, you know, to visit. We drove up to- uh, to San Francisco on Monday, got there at 11 a.m. So I guess back then, Candlestick, you could volunteer to, like, do security s- services right. there. Well, we ended up being with the group that were all veterans, which I'm a veteran, but I, they didn't know that. And um, I got to work standing on the 10-yard line the whole game, and it's like, boy, the men walking by, Fred Gore, like, all these, like, mm-hmm. all the – you know, and just being able to shake hands and you're supposed to be watching out for people stealing seats at the end of the game and all that good stuff. Man, I, I'm just taking it all in at that point. And, and I'm not a, a, a Niners fan per se, right? But because my girl is a diehard, like I'm always supporting her on the team. It's like, if it's not the Bears, it's Niners all day. So like, but just having that opportunity to be there at that last game, Monday night, football and like just taking in such a classic place right. was everything that's one of the greatest experiences of my life oh that's awesome man that's awesome good story man good let's go to mike and eugene <clears throat> pardon me mike and eugene oregon mike what's happening you're on a roast hey good morning guys FT, my brother how are you hey doing what's going on dude how are you i i'm doing great man so here's the deal my honorable mention goes to my very first place where i saw the niners play because it was so charming a great setting as keys are but oh I love my that. home was the toilet the stick <laughs> I, I grew up in that thing man i mean my first game i was seven years old sitting behind home plate with my pops willie Mays is up to bat hits a pop-up hits my glove i drop it I, I was humiliated. Never got to get a ball again. And then I kept on going back to the stick, of course. 1989 World Series, third row behind the A's dugout. Forget about it. I thought Candlestick was going to slide into the bay. And, you know, we were still there. And then my last game was when I was carried down to my seat, the 1995 
um, championship game against the Cowboys, and that place just rocked. And whether it's going on the, the night games with my pops and my sister wearing our sleeping bags because it was so freaking cold, we'd bring sleeping bags to the games. And so, but those are the memories, and it's a lifetime, and we had some that's great awesome. teams going through there and great experiences. That's so awesome. That, that's it, baby. That's it, Mike. Good stories here. There's <clears throat> my voice. Well, a little dry here. Yeah, a little Dave Fleming going on. Yeah, there? a little Dave Fleming here. I saw Flip yesterday uh, down by Oracle Park. Maybe he was giving a, a high school or some, uh, elementary school uh, a tour at Oracle Park. It was pretty cool. Could be the nicest man, period, on the planet. Love Flip. He's the best. Love Flip. Uh, 408 Comcast Business Sex. I actually, excuse me, 206. Gutter Trash. Sail gating at UW in Seattle. And then walking into the stadium from the water. Dude, I've heard that from a lot of people, like alumni, Huskies. Like yeah. you, you watch the game out right. on the water. It's a good right. setting. It's a great setting. It's a good setting. It's a great setting. Never been, but it's. I'd like to go there. Looks like a great setting, dude. I get. You know what I want to do? Like bucket list: SEC football somewhere. Oh yeah. I go. I've never done that. I've never done college that football is my jam too. Yeah, LSU. Like, and I don't know why it doesn't move the needle right. on broad and then like on the sports the area. Yeah, yeah, I just no, love I, college football, dude. I oh, I, I can I'm do shows on college football, but so, I guess so. I remember I was in Michigan, but, right? I was in Michigan one year, and. They were playing Michigan State. Never I was been there to that the big weekend. house. I walked outside of the big house, and they wanted, like, I had no money at the time. I was broke. And they wanted, like, $200 for the top row of the stadium. It was like, no. I ended up getting Lions tickets the next day. Two for $80, an NFL game. Two for 80 I couldn't even get one ticket for $200 at Michigan. But the big house just looks sick. And it's like this pit. So you walk in. Street level. From the top. Yeah, street level. And it just. You go down into this pit. SoFi Stadium's like that, too, because they, the airport regulations or whatnot, LAX, they needed a stadium to be down in the pit or whatnot, whatever. But I was like, wow, that looks sick. Look at the big house. Look at the big house. What's your place, dude? What, what's your spot? What's the one that tugs at your heartstrings when you get, like, misty-eyed when you walk in? Like, what is your spot? Do you have one? Because sometimes we get jaded in this business right. because we see them all, we, we go to them all, all. Well, we're just like, oh, this is our office, and you kind of get used to it. There was something about Oracle Arena where the Warriors played in Oakland. There was something about it. That place rocked. It rocked. There was something about it. Like, you would get headaches every game because the music would be so loud, the bands would be playing. It was a party. They were jamming out there. I would get feels while driving into Oracle Arena. I'll never forget driving to Oracle Arena, Game 7, OKC Warriors. Like, are the Warriors really going to come back from a 3-1 deficit? And you're walking into that arena. You could just feel it in the air, the buzz, Curry, Durant, Westbrook. It was special. The Rose Bowl right now. I'm still thinking about the Rose Bowl because I was just <laughs> down there. Because I grew up. That was. I'll, I'll share the story on the side. I know we got a break here. But that was the only sporting event my grandma would watch. The late, great Larry William Tyndall who left this world in 2000, the year 2000, over 24 years ago. But that was the only game she would watch. I love the Rose Bowl. So that's why it was special for me to be down there thinking this is the only game my grandma would watch. She didn't care about sports. She could not stand it. She was like, whatever. But the Rose Bowl was one game she would watch. And when you grow up watching it, you see the field, the way the grass was cut, the way the end zones were painted, the way the sidelines would have the color scheme in a college, did the pageantry, did the sunset. That, like, when I was at the Rose Bowl this past year, I was just like, damn, this is special. And it's Michigan and Alabama. Saban, Harbaugh, two blue blood or franchise uh, colleges here, two of the winningest programs in history, and you got overtime, and you get overtime for a playoff game to go to the Daddy <laughs> Championship. 
That uh, I'm still thinking about that, but I got some right, other stadiums here. The, we dumbest, can to roll. the dumbest fourth down play call ever, but anyways. Probably, yeah, yeah. The was snap terrible. was low. The kid couldn't see where the hole was because he had to look down and catch a snap at his ankles, still and he just barreled play. straight in. I still think it was a bad play bad call. Adrian uh, San Jose, we'll get to you in your stadiums that you love. We got it. We'll do this for a little bit here. 888-957-9570. What's the stadium or the arena that tugs at your heartstrings? What is it? Which one is it? I'll get FP's answer in just a second here as we continue to roll here on the roast. Brought to you by Free My Bank Full Service Banking. No compromises. Curry, and you're listening to the Morning Rose with Bonte and the Butcher on 95.7 The Game. All right. Look at that bad that he finally showed up today to help out Lubbock. Talk about the stadiums and arenas. Was that tug at your heartstrings? By the way, the segment was sponsored by Go to State Lumber, serving the Bay Area for three generations. If you succeed, we succeed. Visit go to statelumber.com. FP in for Joe Shaskin the Butcher. Love FP Santangelo, man. Doing a great job here. Good to have a part of the 9570 game family. We got love it as well. What what, what happened? What no, I just got I got the YouTube camera. Locked oh, yeah, there it, it is. It's taken there me it two is. weeks to figure it out, but there I nailed you, it. I kind of put him on the spot. I said, I need you to fix your camera. So that's what he was doing. Dude, this is terrible being on like TV at 6 in the morning. This looks like a bag of, I don't know, bags under your eyes. Wear makeup. No, I wear makeup, dude. I used to wear makeup every day. Dude, I would. I like the makeup on TV. I wouldn't take it off after the show because right. I thought I'd look better, and I'd go oh, out I with makeup oh, on I after. Little, oh, I, I just left it on. Dude, I go when I go Mac- out to the bar after a right, game, right, right. I'll leave my Mac makeup on. The Mac in Stones Town. The Mac in Stones Town. Yeah. Uh, they know my. They know everything. So when I walk in there, I go, "Oh, we know the foundation you need." I just. I felt I had the need to explain to everybody I'm on TV. Can you guys right. help me with makeup? Right. Can you make me? I'm a, I'm a, can you hide the ugly, please? Yes. Can you? Can you, can you hide the? I need some concealer for the right. late nights. Oh, look at you! You know all about it. CFP. You know all about concealer. that. Uh, get, we used to get airbrushed over at Comcast. Oh, we, 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 we had a makeup pandemic we haven't had any of that going on. We, the airbrush on we your don't have a makeup lady. Oh, good. I do my old makeup. <laughs> do my old makeup. Uh, <laughs> 888-957-9570. We'll get back to, to the Golden State Warriors as they're in New York City to take out the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. And it, is, it is the Mecca. There's something special about the Garden. There's something special about it. But what is that special stadium or arena to you? Let's go to Adrian San Jose. He's got one. He's been on hold for a while. Adrian, what's happening, man? Good morning. Morning, guys. How are you? Good. All right. So I got two places. So since I'm from San Jose, I'll go with the SAP Center. I like it. During the uh, Sharks uh, playoff runs, the stadium would be electrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when they made the Stanley Cup final in 2016, both announcers had to wear headphones because it was that loud. And then my first experience going to Fenway, I've never been to Fenway in my entire life, but it was the first time I ever went there. It was awesome. Every seat was packed. It was a yep. Blue Jays and Red Sox game, and that stadium was packed. Adrian, let me ask I you, how it. surreal was it to see the Green Monster in person? It felt like it was 150 feet away from me. I was sitting behind the first baseline. How surreal was that green monster? 
It was absolutely surreal because I, I've always seen it on TV, but sitting it right behind home plate, I could actually see it. It was like a few feet across from me. Wow. Wow. Fenway special. Thanks for the call, Adrian. I want to get your – because, FP, you've been around the block a couple times. You have. What's the stadium for you? We got Matt Nahigan here, big Michigan fan. I already know. Don't say big house. Don't say Wrigley. I think Matt and I are the same thing. It's Wrigley. Really? No, he's shaking his head. No, not Wrigley? No, it's not Wrigley at all. Dude, Wrigley, Wrigley is, is number is that one. Your, that's number one for you? Why is it number one? It feels like a Little League park. No, I do like Wrigley. It no, was fun. No matter what year it is on the outside, when you walk through the gates at Wrigley, it's 1920. <laughs> and it's it, it's got the ivy. It's it's a frat party with a baseball game going on in the middle. The 2 o'clock Friday starts is the smartest marketing thing ever because people jump out of work early on a Friday. And then you have happy hour after the game. Yeah. And it's just a, it's just a party atmosphere. And it's just a it's it's right in the middle of the city. You think like Babe Ruth used to play there and you think about the history of Wrigley Field and I don't know, I used to fly over it in AAA all the time cuz our, our our connector from Indianapolis was Chicago and I'd fly over it and as a minor leaguer I'd look down and see the tarp on with a big C mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm going to play there someday. And then I was fortunate enough to do that. I've sat in the bleachers in left field as a fan. I got to broadcast in the same booth that Harry Carey did. Wow. There's just so much history there. And the way Harry Carey went about it, right. it's kind of was my model. Like, just be yourself on the air, right. party with the fans, get to know the fans. And there was just something about that place that's magical to me that when when, when they sing the seventh inning stretch, take me out to the ball game. Right. It just, dude, it, it, it that tugs huh? at my heartstrings. It hits different. I get emotional when they sing Take Me Out to the Ball wow. Game. And I, I I got videos up in the booth, and they're all turned around, and they're singing back up to the booth, whoever's right. singing it. Now it's, you know, it used to be Harry. Right. And it's just, dude, it's just the tradition. It, there's no, I, I always say spread my ashes on Wrigley Field. <laughs> like, do it, because that's that's my, my happiest know, of happy places. You know, uh... So the Niners started they started a season in Chicago a couple seasons ago with Trey Lance. And that same weekend the Giants were in town. Yeah. So I made the trip, Ed and I, we took the subway to Wrigley Field. And I made sure to walk down Waveland Avenue, right? Right behind us. Sheffield and Waveland Avenue. I walked behind us. I was like, we gotta walk behind Wrigley first to see it. And you're like, wow, this is crazy. And there's kids selling lemonade, bought some lemonade for the kids. It was really good. And we walk into the stadium. And like it's so it's so small that when you walk downstairs, you can walk right out the stadium. You're right on the street. It's just unreal. You take a picture in front of the Wrigley Bars Field side. around there, dude. The bars are right there. I had some great barbecue across the street. Wrigleyville. Wrigley was great. Wrigley was great. Dude, it's sick. It was a great experience. Dude, my rookie year, I'm playing center field, and it's his first time there, and Harry's leaning out of the booth singing Take right. Me Out of the Ball Game, and there was a layer of fog. So Harry, they spotlight him when he's singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And I'm running out to center field, and I turn around right behind second, and I'm just in awe. It's like he looks like an animatronic figure <laughs> because of the fog and the setting. Right. I turn to Bruce Fremming, who's this old-school umpire, right. and I say, Bruce, Wrigley Field, night game, Harry's singing seventh age. It doesn't get any better than this, like in the middle of the game. Right. And Bruce Fremming just goes, ah, and walks away. Like, I've seen this a million times. So I guess it's not for everybody, but like I, nah, I have it, it so many really memories. Like the callers, like it, right. it, it's not the place – it's the experience in the yep. place, and th- and then it re- it just it's gonna forever be part of who you are. It's so, like in your it's in your veins. Let me give you a uh, an experience that came to yard. We get to uh, Matt Higgins in just a second. Ed calls. 
go to Camden Yards, right? It was a weekend. The Giants were there for Fourth of July, and the Giants got smoked that year at Nationals Park. I mean, Mike Morse was hitting bombs. Lindsey Cook got rocked. You probably were on the call in that I game. Was. It was ninety-eight um, degrees. It was ninety-eight degrees. They, they had couldn't the, handle the heat. And they had Fourth of July. <laughs> they had the Fourth of July eleven a.m. game. It's the best game. It's the best thing. I mean, it was. They, the Giants got smoked. So I went to two of those games that weekend. We also went to Camden Yards that week, and the K- Orioles were playing the Garden. Guardians. It's in my top five, by the way. Camden Yards? Yeah. Camden Yards is special. However, my experience there was it was 102 degrees. They were giving out free cups of ice to all the fans. Free cups of ice just to stay hydrated and just not die in Camden Yards in heat. There was nobody there. So I love Camden, but the experience was like, I'm miserable. It's 102 <laughs> degrees. It's humid. I need to come back soon. You know, it was just not. It was not fun. It was not a pleasant experience. Yeah, that's why. That's why the Giants. So an eleven o'clock game for them was an eight o'clock in the morning right. game, and it was a hundred degrees, and they had no chance. No shot. They no got chance. smoked. They no got chance. smoked. Matt, get in here. All right. So I grew up in Chicago. My dad's eighty-one, lives there his whole life. Wrigley's the mecca. Been there hundreds of times. I go to Fenway for the first time. I walk in. I call him. And say, Dad, I think Fenway is better than Wrigley. Mm. I said, Dad, Daddy, there. <laughs> You're disowned. <laughs> hung up on me, and that was it. Wow. In other words, son, don't ever say that ever again. <laughs> it's a Fenway special, though, Fenway dude. Is. I'm with you. It's right there. Uh, love it. What you got? What you got? Love it. Well, me obviously growing up around here, Oracle Park holds a very special place in my heart. I've uh, been going there since I was, you know, seven years old, since my dad took me to my first Giants game, uh, June seventeenth, two thousand, against the Astros. And yeah, it's it's just been a, it's been a staple in my life every year since. Remember, I did a a project in in third grade, wherever you know, you're your star of the week and stuff like that. You have to answer all these questions about you. And uh, the question, you know, one of the questions was, "What's your favorite place in the world?" And of course, me being me, I put Oracle Park because it's just it was that that special for me. So that tugs in my heartstring. But another great venue that when you walk in, it just it hits you. It was the old Yankee Stadium. Mm. I was lucky enough I was able to get a couple games there. Um, I went one in uh, in 2008, saw him play the A's. And that's what was like. The concourse was small. It was cramped. It wasn't great. They obviously needed to update that. But like in the stadium, the field and the stands – like that that was something else and i've been to the new yankee stadium once and it's not the same it's not the same but they did a pretty good job yeah. though overall like it's it 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 has a lot of i don't, I don't know if this could be sacrilegious to say but it it feels a lot like the old one but with like the right upgrades mm-hmm. that that it needed to the to right amenities, it. yeah, suites, stuff like that. So boxes, it was really nice. Yeah. Um, and one more, courses. one more I want to throw in here is uh, this is from my dad, uh, Jim Lubman. He he texted me his favorite stadium experience. Uh, he got to go see Wisconsin play uh, there in uh, in uh, uh, Madison, and Ooh. he loves it when they start playing jump, jump around. around. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He loved yeah. that experience. So that that's his that he, wow. he texted in. Wow. So. Yeah. No, there's some bucket list items for me. The Horseshoe in Columbus. I want to go to an Ohio State game. I want to go to a Michigan game. I want to go to Beaver Stadium, Penn State. Uh, one thing I, I wish I was alive for, or I was alive for it, but you know, obviously didn't get down there, was the old Orange Bowl in Miami. I wanted to experience that. Seeing all those great hurricane teams. Yeah, that's what we watch every I mean, Saturday. We the, what was that? The open air, the I, I, open ended end zone. Yeah. What was it? What would they do with back the palm there? trees? The palm trees. It was swaying so, in the wind. Swaying in the wind. I I'm, watching, I'm watching Florida State go wide right. 
once, twice, I, I three was times. At those games, dude. Oh my god, I'm a Florida State fan. If you didn't know, FP. I was college. Hey, I, I could I can't tell you stories about it because I can't remember because I was in college. <laughs> I get it. I, I, I'd love to tell you how the right. Orange Bowl was, but I can't. No, I, no, don't talk about I that. I don't remember those Saturday Here's a games sleeper one. very well. Here's a sleeper one. Nine two five, University of Colorado Stadium in Boulder, Rocky Mountain backdrop. That stadium does look pretty sweet. It does look pretty Coach sweet. Coach Prime. It does. Coach look Prime's sweet. got him rolling. He's got Kinda, him rolling. I don't know. We'll, see. we'll, we'll see, see about that. Those year. mountain backdrops and stadiums are—they're underrated. They are like, underrated. I love like you know during the college football season you watch like those Saturday night games like that like CBS Sports game whatever. Yep. It's always like Air Force and like Utah State or Wyoming. Yeah, two random like Mountain <laughs> West teams. I always like watch them, especially like towards the end of the year because the fuel looks cold. You see like the snow-covered yep. mountains yep. in the backdrop. Yep. It's two like you yep. know four and eight schools or whatever. But it's just I watch this because it's just. Such a random mountainous backdrop. It's so cool. Yeah, no, it is cool. It is cool. Let's go to Kirk in Los Altos. Kirk, what's happening, man? You're on a roast. Hi. Thank you very much. I just was calling, uh, following up the gentleman who called in about Fenway and talking about the Green Monster because I lived uh, back there in Boston for a number of years and actually helped take care of the Red Sox. And um, we were allowed out. Came that the field manager let us go to a game early, and the great thing about Fenway and and Wrigley's awful nice, uh, but Boston is such a small town. You can walk to the ballpark, and if you walk on out, and you walk on home, and everybody's together. But the, that Green Monster, we uh, went inside the thing, and it is so cool because you know it's been there forever, and you look around and. There's all sorts of graffiti on there, and you kind of see stuff like, you know, Babe Ruth was here, and Mickey Mantle says hi, and all that sort of stuff. And while we were inside the Green Monster, batting practice started, and suddenly balls are being caroomed right off that thing. And it sounds like a bomb has gone off every time a ball hits that thing because it's a metal right. structure. Right. And it's just loud. But anyway, thanks for taking it. But it, that's for me, Fenway's my place. I like Fenway. That's, that's, wow, we've got a few Fenways here. we got some Yankee stadiums, you know, football stadiums. I wanted, The Niners are going to uh, – when do they go to Arrowhead? Not next season. Maybe a couple of years from now. But I definitely want to take in Arrowhead, Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Looks like a party, the barbecue and everything. And of course, you got Mahomes and everything like that. But I want to experience that. Nicest people on the planet, Kansas City. Yeah. Like it's like, are you this nice right. or are you a robot? Speaking of which, Kansas City, Kauffman Stadium. They've done an amazing job with that place. Yeah. The water fountains in the outfield. I'm on that trip this year. Are you on that I'm trip? I'm excited. You're on that trip. Yeah. They're going to Kauffman Stadium. Yeah. They got the waterfalls, yeah. the big royal scoreboard center field. They're like, welcome to oh, our ballpark. Right. Here's the booth right over here. How are you doing? You're like, good. You're so nice. Everybody oh, there man. is so nice. It's great. I, I love that trip. I'll say the worst stadium experience, guarantee rate field, south side of Chicago. Agree. Hardcore agree. It's so sterile. There's nothing out there. I get. I, I guess the White Sox are trying to move closer to yeah, downtown. Did you see it? No. The renderings. No. It's I'm like right on the right river. Now. Like they need. Like, oh they my need God. to move there. That would be sick. They need to move I there. Know, they do because the South. You've been there. It's a bad neighborhood. It's a bad neighborhood. It's a bad neighborhood. It's just. It's They're terrible. Like, be careful getting your Uber. It's so, terrible. Somebody it was, got shot out there. I bought tickets. Uh, uh, so Anna lived out there for about nine months, or excuse me, a year in Chicago. We bought tickets to that game. It was a Royals-White Sox game at Guaranteed Rayfield, the old, the new Comiskey Park. 
You can bought tickets for like five bucks. I mean, it was depressing walking out of there. There was nothing. It was so sterile. There's no life to it. Just like, wow, you guys couldn't think this through? It's gray. It feels gray. I don't know what color it is, but just you walk in there, it feels gray. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Let's go to uh, Cliff of Leo. Cliff of Leo, what's happening? You're on the roast. Hey, I got um, Wrigley Park is it for me. Um, mm. In 2022, I lost my mother-in-law, and she lives in Evanston, Illinois. And while we were there, um, it was in the summer, and we got a chance, me and a few of the brother-in-laws, all sports fans, got a chance to jump on the train go over and catch a, a Cubs-Padres game. And as we you know, just taking pictures, walking through the neighborhood, walking past the bricks with the, all the players, old players' names on them, mm. get to the front of the stadium and get ready to go in. And there's a little brother sitting outside selling, get your peanuts, get your pot, get your, uh, he was selling sunflower seeds, peanuts. And I think he said something like, six bucks, <laughs> four more feet, guys. You guys will be in the stadium, and you're gonna, they're going to take your wallet and your manhood. <laughs> and we just died laughing. I went back and bought all the popcorn, I mean, all the peanuts and, and sunflower seeds for everybody just for that line. And when we got in the stadium, all of a sudden, this whistle goes off, and we're sitting. Everybody had to come down out of their seats in the bowels of the stadium, pouring down rain for about a half hour, but went in there and had the best time of our life. And uh, for me, it's just Wrigley. Wrigley is just... It's just like you said. Someone said you step in there. It was twenty twenty two, but I was back in nineteen twenty. Wow! And um, just imagining um, Ernie Banks at shortstop. Just I was a kid all over again. But uh, it was just a great time, and for me, it's Wrigley all day. Wow! Wow! That's amazing. Wrigley was great. I was glad to experience Wrigley. Here's an underrated one. I just saw this on the text line because we don't even talk about college basketball cathedrals. Kennedy North Stadium, Duke University. I've got to get there. Now, I may not hit the same because Coach K is no longer coaching Mike Krzyzewski, but I I will say this. I watched Mike Krzyzewski's last win ever as the coach of Duke University when they beat Arkansas in the Elite Eight right here at Chase Center. March Madness was right here at Chase Center, and Duke University was here. I was blown away, blown away. Allen Fieldhouse, Kansas. You ever been there, FP? No. It looks pretty sick. Chapel Hill be good. Chapel Hill be great. Tampa Hill be great. Rupp Arena, Kentucky. Not bad at that. Not bad at that. There's a lot of cathedrals. I, I could just go on a tour. Just go to all these stadiums. That's what I want to do. I want to take baby Chaz. I hear about dads taking their kids on baseball tours during the summer. I want to do that. Just go up and down the East Coast one year. We go to Fenway. We knock out Yankee Stadium. We go to City Field. I've been to City Field. It's nothing special about that. It's, it's okay. It's all right. It's if, all right. If it's a big game, it's loud. It's all right. It is. It's all right. Citizens Bank Park, Philadelphia, not bad. It's all right. It's good. It's all right. They're all good in the big leagues. They're all good in the big leagues. Well, They're all good. Most of them are good in the They're big leagues. They're all good. Most of them are good in the big leagues here. We'll get back into the Warriors here in just a second as you're listening to 95.7 Game, KGMG FM and AC1 San Francisco. Don't forget, you can also watch us every single day on our YouTube and Twitch streams. Just log on and search 95.7 Game. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel while you are there. Brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. Upgrade your savings dividend. Open a first NorCal first class money market today. And shout out to the Comcast Business Tech Line. Bonte, come with us, uh, Cal fans, next year. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Canes don't, are coming to town. Don't gamble. I got to get to Florida State. Go see my Knowles in Tallahassee. Because whenever you watch a game in Tallahassee, it's a big game. And I know you hate Florida State, FP. But the stadium, the cameras are always shaking. 
They're always shaking because Florida State's on some crazy run. They're blowing some team out. The cameras are like shaking. Been there, dude. Like, it's cool. It's cool, right? It's cool. Bobby Bowden, Dad Gummit. When yeah. Chief whatever throws the flaming oh, thing Chief into Osceola. the yeah, Chief Osceola. Yeah, they uh, that whole town of Tallahassee. It because I was there. It was uh, 2013 Miami Florida State. Both teams were undefeated, top ten at the time, and that whole town was just. Oh, so you went to that game? I did go to that game. I didn't get into the stadium. The tickets were too expensive, too hard to get. But we just wanted to, you know, be in Tallahassee before we ended up finding some sports bar around the block from it. But that whole town all day long. It was from 7 in the morning when college game day started. I actually went to college game day uh, that morning. Got on TV at college game day oh, that look morning. Oh, And, uh... Give yourself no, from, a drip, dude. From, from <laughs> no, like a couple si- drips. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, from dripping. like 6 in the morning to 11 that night, it was just a nonstop party in that town. Oh, man. The dude, Swamp, Florida. Dude, uh, no, no, you got to go to South Bend Saturday in South Bend. Oh, my gosh. Trust yeah. me on that. So Saturday in South so, Bend. Even if you hate the Irish, Saturday no, in South Bend. That, Sick. That weekend when the Niners were in Chicago, the Giants were in Chicago, yeah. Notre Dame was playing. I think Tom Tolbert did that whole trip, by the way. Yeah. The Notre, one you're talking about. Yeah. Notre Dame was trip. playing that Saturday. Yeah. And I forget who they were hosting. And I, I told Ed, I said, you want to drive to South Bend? Forget this Giants-Cubs game. We could always come back to Wrigley. Let's see what's up with uh, Notre Dame. You're right. Play like a champion. Touchdown, Jesus. That's got to be on the bucket. Too sick. And then here's another other underrated one in basketball. Underrated. Because I've always wanted to go to the Big East Tournament, Madison Square Garden, all those classic teams, Syracuse, Georgetown, UConn, Villanova. I've always, St. John's. I know where you're going Boston with College. You're going, you're going Carrier Dome. Yeah, somebody just texted I in. didn't see it. Oh, yeah. I just knew Carrier that's Dome. where you're going. Somebody just said, uh, Georgetown, Syracuse at the Carrier Dome. Who was that on YouTube who said that? Who was that? I don't know who it was, but Georgetown, Syracuse, Carrier Dome. They only use half of it for basketball. Right. Yep. They put the I've big blue tarp they, on. Yeah, they put like the curtain. Right, the and curtain. they only use half for basketball. And then football, they open it all up. It's huge. Wow. On campus, too. On campus. Right in the middle of campus. I love that. I love that. I love that. All right. 888-957-9570. However, we're going to get back to the biggest story of the day around here in the Bay Area. Um, Clay Thompson, obviously, coming off the bench. Warriors have won six straight road games. But Andrew Wiggins is going to be out for some time due to personal reasons. We'll play this out from Steve Kerr on the other side. Uh, we'll have a little conversation about that. It is a private matter, but we'll get FP's perspective on being a pro athlete and dealing with these type of situations. Uh, what happens behind the scenes with these situations here? We're, again, we're going to respect Andrew Wiggins' privacy, but it is a big story. He was playing his best basketball. The Warriors are starting to roll. We only have 25 games left, and it's the second straight year something like this has happened for Andrew Wiggins, and it's very unfortunate but we know how it went last year. We'll see how it goes this year. We'll get into that coming up on the other side here on the Roast.